Hello, and welcome to Icon Underground Radio for the week of, I'm gonna say, September 30th, 2019. This is Jen. And I'm David. Yeah, ideally this will come out the 30th. Yeah, timing is an illusion. Uh, so, and, yeah. and if you follow up that line with the, the appropriate follow-up line, good job, Douglas Adams fans. Uh, so, this week we are going to touch on the Unicron situation. Uh, there is a list of maybe some toys that might possibly be coming out. Uh, I got some toys, uh, that I can touch on, and then we've got a hey, whole- toys. We got a bunch of comics. Uh, some of them are even by David's favorite David, artist, yes, <laughs> which I still need to get. So we'll get there. It's going to be know. entirely him. So that's going to be delightful. Uh, so, yeah, first off, uh, what did you say Unicron is at right now? Um, let's see. Uh, Unicron current backers is 5699 out of 800 with uh, 8, as we're recording still 10 still more than a week to go and uh yeah we are recording this thursday night uh so it still has new york comic con to go uh and that is it ends right after new york comic con and presumably they're going to actually have the prototype there, maybe some extra stuff, maybe some extra stuff to announce. Uh, so I'm sure they're... Yeah, well, they, they've already added a bunch of things. What else is there to add unless you're going to add, like, a uh, moon base 2 for it to devour? Nom, nom, nom. It can be a retool of something, some of the Cookie Monster stuff. Oh my god, it didn't occur to me that both of their their secondary HasLab things were known for eating things. Yeah, they're, they're both world eaters right I'm, now. I'm sure someone else or has was, mentioned that I at think, some point. Did the Cookie Monster finish? I can't yeah, remember. Yeah, it failed terribly because nobody... Oh. Yeah, I remember it wasn't doing, like, good at yeah. all. And, and That's... Unicron's been doing okay, but not great. But, the, yeah, the Cookie Monster was, like... I think I saw it only had like 300 pre-orders. Yeah, I'm I'm point, not and it needed less than Unicron. Yeah, it needed 3000. Uh you know, I'm not going to say it was bad. I'm just going to say that it could not find its audience. It possibly did yeah. not have an audience. Uh so uh something that may help Unicron along is the fact that uh so third-party toys have always existed in this kind of, like, limbo. Like, when they first started showing up, people doing their their uh, world's smallest Dinobots. Uh, Aaron Archer was brand manager at the time, and he got super peeved about it. Uh, and I think I may have at some point told the story about how, you know, I spoke to him at length about this over burgers after the last TFCon while he... <laughs> you know, played with my uh, mastermind creations, uh, Lost Light Megatron. Uh, but he was really just concerned about the brand name, basically, that, that kids would get a hold yeah. of these and they were not up to child safety standards. Uh, and, you know, he, he really kind of came to terms with it because he realized that, you know, anyone who bought this, I'm going to say parents, but I... 
even just like going from my base of friends, most of the people who I know who get these are not parents. So it's it's those yeah. among us who have remained uh, single or childless or both. Uh, so yeah, he realized that you know people who have kids around are not going to be getting these. Uh, so you know since they were primarily sticking to stuff that was didn't really have an audience overlap with the stuff Hasbro actually wanted to do, you know, they were hitting that high-end collector market that Hasbro didn't really care to invest in uh, because it's not a huge market. Uh, they were okay leaving them alone. Uh, but I believe it was Perfect Effect, uh, which is actually not one I have gotten anything from, so I can't speak to their general uh. quality. Uh, I thought they mostly made, like, add-on things. I didn't remember that they made whole toys on no, their own. I think they I think they I have done wrong. some. Uh, yeah, I can throw that in, in a search on Big Bad Toy Store. Uh, but they put out one uh, that was basically just their own take on Unicron. I think it was 19 inches, uh, so it wasn't going to be quite as big, and yeah, what, it wasn't uh, going to be quite as expensive, and it was going to have LEDs. Wasn't, yeah, wasn't it, like, more based upon, like, the Beast Wars 2 design or something? Maybe. I, I didn't even really look at pictures of it, because I... You know, yeah, I, I didn't I didn't hear about it until afterwards and I only saw like one picture. Yeah, I heard about it from other podcasts, uh, other Transformers podcasts where, you know, some of the people on those podcasts who are very into the third party stuff were absolutely going to get that one. Uh, but then suddenly it just disappeared like the YouTube videos yeah. they had posted of it disappeared, and I think all the pre-orders that had shown up, just all mention of this toy was just scrubbed from the internet. Which is... Uh, so apparently... It's very unusual, but like, oh, you can understand why, considering Unicron's um, Pulse Kickstarter is going on right now. Yeah, I mean, basically they flew they too close to the sun. They... They, yeah, it's bad timing, guys. Real bad timing. I think it was intentional timing, honestly. I think that they knew what they were doing, and it was a bad idea. And like I said, they flew too close to the sun. Yes. They got a little too full of themselves. And Hasbro showed that if they wanted to shut these down, then they absolutely could. And that was had kind of always maybe not always, but for a long time it had been the question of how much can Hasbro even do about this stuff. Apparently, these third-party companies just exist at the whim of Hasbro. <laughs> because if they actually yeah, well, they were, need to, they can... They're mostly advertising on, down. like, Facebook and YouTube and things. It's like, places that can be taken down. Yeah, and YouTube, Somehow. honestly, you could, like, Apparently. claim that someone's... Well, YouTube is, yeah, real easy, yeah. Yeah, you can claim that someone's cough in yeah, the background. Things on YouTube is... have been very rocky lately. Yeah. You can you can uh, request a takedown because you're claiming someone's cough in the background is your copyrighted audio. It's... YouTube is easy to deal with, but... But yeah, so, and that may be part of it that, you know, they're doing that through uh, these particular routes that a company like Hasbro can absolutely go in there and say, okay, that needs to come down. 
Uh, and I'm sure with companies like Big Bad Toy Store, Hasbro can say, if you sell this, you do not get Hasbro products. And that's pretty big leverage. Yeah. So, so basically this answered a lot of questions that I think had been sort of in the background of the entire third party thing as to, like I said, whether Hasbro could stop these things. And apparently they can. These, these things are allowed to exist at the mercy of Hasbro. Uh, so I guess, honestly, that continues to make me feel a little better about their existence. Uh, so yeah, that, that is the Unicron situation. Hope, you know, I would really like him to get made, even though, again, I do not see myself being in a position of having the space for him, uh, not living yeah. in the kind of area where I am, where you know, rent on anything bigger than a closet is going to cost you a kidney a month. You have to regrow the kidney every month. Uh, so. Uh, well, I do know a guy who has three kidneys. Well, there you go. He should move down here is all I'm saying. So, (laughs) (laughs) so yeah, I, I do really hope that it picks up the momentum from, New York Comic Con and, and that it does actually get made. Uh, so other news, speaking of things which may or may not actually get made, uh, there was a list posted, uh, of apparent, uh, upcoming War for Cybertron stuff, uh, from new listings on the site of US based Southern Hobby, which I am surprised to find is not a gun shop. Uh- <laughs> uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, apparently I I had never heard of a store called Southern Hobby previously, but apparently they have listings up for a couple new MicroMaster patrols, which I'm happy to see. Uh, one of them is the Hot Rod Patrol, which yay! It would be hilarious though if they did a Hot Rod Patrol two pack and one of the two was not Big Daddy. Everyone would be so salty. It would <laughs> yeah, be hilarious. Very salty. Uh, yeah, I'm looking at, uh, oh my god, I'm looking at their website and there are just unnecessary apostrophes everywhere and it hurts me a lot. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it looks like they're basically what you would expect. They've got, well, okay. It looks like they're a gaming and model kit sort of shop. So, I mean, you you say what you would expect. Again, I would expect Southern Hobby, I say, as someone currently living in Virginia and who grew up in Alabama, to be a gun shop. Uh, But it does appear to be, you know, it could be like a Hobby Lobby. But no, it looks like it is, uh, you know, you look at their, like, toys and figures and they've got Gunpla stuff. Uh, it's not so much like in the 90s when I would basically just have to hope I could find appropriate or mix appropriate Gundam col- colors from like the the military and automotive model kits that were basically the entire uh, model kit market at the time in America. Uh, so yeah, they Ooh. they look like a place that would sell some Transformers, I guess. Uh, so there's 
uh, some Micromaster Patrols, uh, a couple new Deluxes, uh, Cliffjumper, Wheeljack, Hoist, and Ironworks, who was previously a Micromaster. Uh, there's Voyager Starscream Earth, which I guess would probably... Okay. That would be interesting if it was a retool, because his current one is very Earth... Uh, robot mode but then none of those parts go where they would go if he actually was transforming into an f-15 so that interesting yeah um, we'll see how that goes uh voyager grapple which is good for uh oh it just occurred to me hoist and grapple are both on here so for for people who who oh. love uh, the episode Take Master Builders the way that I love uh, Auto Berserk, there's your there's your OTP hoist and grapple. Uh, also, our friend Rob Powers, the architect, uh, who who at one point only had those two figures on display. <laughs> Uh, so, also, uh, listing for leader Optimus Prime. Uh, I would say none of this seems out of line. You know, it, it all sounds, it seems legit, as the kids on the internet say these days. Yeah, well, that, that does, like, they're safe bets. Like, wasn't there one a while ago that seemed, like, reasonable, except for, like, one loony thing? Yeah, but that one loony thing was hot shot. <laughs> People we know would be excited. Yeah, well, yeah, it doesn't sound like that's going to be a mass release, but it is a thing that's coming out and could have possibly been on a on an early listing. Uh, so yeah, that yeah. that is some possible upcoming stuff. Uh, and in the realm of in the realm of fiction, uh, Cyberverse season two has started. Uh, David has not been watching any of that. He wants <laughs> he wants no part of uh, this. I watched one episode. There was enough. I I actually had a lot of fun. Uh, like one of the first nights at my new job that I was on a shift by myself uh, was when they were showing the marathon of season one. And that was kind of fun to have on in the background and watch for a little bit. And then, I don't know, go take a walk, maybe do some work. Uh, so thing with Cyberverse was the first season had these conceits to the plot. The meta plot was about Bumblebee was on Earth and he had gotten banged up so that was why he was back to only talking in radio snippets that were all voiced by his actual voice actor. Uh, when Blade had to come and basically mom at him uh, bumblebee i i called the series bumblebee needs an adult uh, there's literally a point where there's a button he was told not to press and he's having a great deal of trouble not pressing this button so that's literally the level we're at with this series uh but the whole thing was about you know windblade helping him remember things uh that would help them find the ark and wake up the rest of the autobots because the decepticons were slowly realizing that you know taking notice of earth and things going on there and that maybe that's where the ark ended up so at the end of the first season 
they resolve all that. Uh, Bumblebee gets his voice back. They find the Ark. Suddenly the cast is much larger. Uh, most of the, the cast expansion uh, for the Autobots in Season 1 uh, was just entirely in Bumblebee's flashbacks with Windblade. So you got to see, like, there's an episode with Hot Rod. <laughs> there was an episode with Velocitron that had just some really weird mood dissonance stuff going on. Like, oh, holy crap. Oh, I did that episode. You did see that one? I did see clips from a couple of episodes that involved... I saw a clips from a couple of episodes that involved Mech Adams. Yes, I liked amazing. I liked that episode a lot. That was I. I that was the that's the oh, one that has the oh, clip that that's been episode. going around of Soundwave dancing. <laughs> but oh, that's from that episode. I I've seen that separate from the clips I saw of Mech Adams. Yes, but but okay, also yes, Mech Adams. Uh, and also there's a bit there where they're like like a a brief scene of the start of the war where they're bringing their friend deadlock in to uh defect from because to protect him because he's defecting from the decepticons and megatron comes in after him and mcadam is all like aw hell's naw and megatron's like okay mm. and <laughs> just leaves him uh so so i like that because that's drift that's in case, <laughs> in case you don't know that's Drift. Uh, and that's really the only IDW Drift we've gotten out of IDW, considering movie Drift is clearly not IDW Drift, and R.I.D. Mm. Drift is more movie Drift. Uh, so, yeah. So that made me happy. Uh, but yeah, this season, uh, we're like three episodes in. And it's basically just being a normal Transformer series now. I would say that it is, it's the writing quality, I would say, of Robots in Disguise, but with a better cast to work with. So you get things like, okay, a very brief spoiler here, but you can jump ahead 15 seconds. Uh, but Soundwave shows up to his own threatening music and Shockwave tells him to turn it off. Uh, <laughs> stuff like that, that the, the R.I.D. characters weren't really established enough as characters to have those sorts of moments. You know, you, you see Hot Rod and there are certain things that come along with being Hot Rod. Uh, that then when they make jokes that are based on him being a dumbass, <laughs> then, you know, they have a little more weight. Uh, so yeah, I would say, uh, season two, I'm, I'm digging it so far. Uh, so it's short. Uh, it's something that I can watch on my phone in 10 minutes I need to kill before I have to go somewhere else. Uh, so yeah, I would say my, my biggest frustration is just that the episodes show up about a week early on the Cartoon Network app, which is a hot steaming pile of garbage. I don't know who devised this app, but it's the worst. I, I mean, I guess they're thinking that it's being used by eight-year-olds, but I don't even know if eight-year-olds are okay with this. I think eight-year-olds can understand to, like, touch the icon of whatever show you want to watch and watch it and not have it just feed you a show automatically that it algorithmically thinks you want to watch. It's garbage. Uh, but Cyberverse Season 2, not garbage thus far. 
Uh, and you know, it's they're they're really doing well with adding more female characters, uh, mostly on the Decepticon side at this point, uh, because there were more Decepticons in season one. Uh, but there there's oh. a character named Clobber in the newest. Episode. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> we'll get to this in the, in the future. I don't I don't need to know that much information. About She's great. It. I already know there's a Frankenstein De- Decepticon yes. lady. Yes. I mean, there, there's a very, very simple thing to describe Clobber, which is gender switched lug nut. Oh. Oh. Okay. <laughs> you know, from animated. That, that, that's a thing. Yeah, that's, that's an idea. So that's fun. Uh, so yeah, uh, other fiction news, not strictly Transformers related, but Transformers adjacent. Uh, I see your favorite artist has a creator-owned comic coming out. Uh, I wish him yes some things. I I I do. Livio Raymondelli is coming out with a comic. I think it's coming in December. Hmm. It's called The Kill Lock, which doesn't sound. Yes, it, like the words don't even flow. It's, it's a very um image '90s title. Yeah. So it, it sounds like uh, Rob Liefeld named it. It. it I hope he, I hope he does very well, <laughs> and the comic keeps selling, and he keeps working on that. I wish him the best of luck. I'm pretty sure that was a stay out of my Transformers comics. Pretty sure it was a character from Youngblood. Actually, no, that's a lie. But. It definitely sounds like a character from Youngblood. <laughs> uh, well, so. some, some of Raymond Deli's characters do have Youngblood's disease. So, you know. You mean no feet? <laughs> I mean, no eyes. Th- their eyes are just oh. so squinty that, that they can't really see. That That's, I think that's what Youngblood's disease actually yeah. is. I haven't watched uh, episodes of Linkar in a while. That's another problem. So, yeah, exciting news. Uh, so it was my birthday last week, uh, and I put up an Amazon wish list, which goes against all of my instincts as a generally humble person, believe it or not. Uh, but, uh, some people bought me some stuff, and it wasn't terribly new stuff, so it's not like, oh my god, it's this thing that is super new, uh, but it was very exciting for me. Uh, one person sent me the uh, the Amazon exclusive uh, punch counter punch from a little bit ago. I guess it was last year. Uh, I didn't realize. See, I I was assuming that he was just going to be like the uh, the fan club punch that they did, and by that I do not mean had a tiny oh. head. Though having a tiny head was definitely a problem <laughs> that Toy suffered from. Uh, but. Yes, because a major they, problem. Yes, because they do all this pre-molding and, you know, they they design toys these days to be more than one character. I was assuming that he would be something like that, but I'm pretty... Sh- now, I haven't been keeping up super well with everything that's come up, but I'm pretty sure he's his own mold. And it's, yeah, a, um, it's I, a good mold, and I like it a lot. I can't remember... I have it, and, and I guess maybe it is entirely. I I don't maybe. Well, the hips, if no, I don't know. It's either entirely new or there's like very little related to any other toy. So that that little mold. 
that was a really nice surprise, both that someone got it for me and the toy itself was really surprisingly yeah. good. Uh, even better than expected. Uh, and now I want to write some angsty fan fiction about <laughs> Punch having to smuggle out this paragon of goodness, Prima Prime, while dealing with maybe feeling like he's not very good himself. I love angst. Anyway, uh, I also, uh, someone sent me Greenlight, who has strong lesbian with black cat energy that I approve of. Um, as one of those myself. Uh, so yeah, I like her a lot. Uh, I had one other of that mold, and it's a mold. Uh, but yeah, I I feel yeah, that it, she is definitely a good second of that mold to have. Uh, and I, yeah. I feel like the line can be drawn there, but I'm very happy to have her. She's got a little elf ear. She's all elfie. She's all elfie. And- yeah, the, the cute little elf ears that she looks like an android from Common Rider right now. Yeah. So I, I like her a lot, though. I'm really happy to have that. Uh, and then the other thing that I haven't opened yet, because I found it while I was running errands today, uh, and I don't actually know, like, I hadn't seen him in stores before, uh, so I don't know if he's super new or if I'm just super behind, uh, but I got Smashdown, who is a battlemaster, who is like oh. a big... Hammer. I haven't seen him yet. Yes, I saw him. He's I been, was... Well, I, I'm pretty sure people have got him, like, at least from, like, Big Bad and Amazon and places, but mm-hmm. I, I actually, I don't know if anybody's seen him in stores, but people have him mm-hmm. somehow. The, the I other, certainly haven't seen him. The other couple things that I have gotten that, that I didn't bring up are uh, that I got the uh, the couple Autobot Battlemasters so far to give to Sideswipe, because Sideswipe needs more weapons. Uh, so now I, I entirely bought this because Sideswipe needs more weapons. Uh, he needs more small friends who are weapons. <laughs> so, and, and it helps that he's red and gray. So he's going to match my Sideswipe really well. Because uh, Sideswipe, he's going to be... I need to get one of the deluxes that's a weaponizer, like Six Gun or Cog or one of those, and just turn just put him on Sideswipe. <laughs> Because he needs more weapons. Mm. He needs more friends who are weapons. Uh, so yeah, uh, that is... Oh, also I got... Uh, did I mention that this new job pays well? Uh, also, I got uh, Iron Factory Hound. I finally got a hold of. Uh, who I had actually had on pre-order when I lost my previous job and had to cancel. And then I bought him now. Uh, I had a pile of loot waiting to come in. So I added him on there. Uh, and he is definitely going to be very good to take lots of, uh, hiking scenery photos in Shenandoah National Park with. So maybe keep an eye on my Twitter feed. It's at Wrecker Jen. Uh, and hopefully I'll get to go out there again pretty soon, uh, when, when the weather calms its tits, uh, and go take some good pictures of him. His ankles are very good for posing. I posed him on like a rock. Uh, it was just, I just went outside and was like, I, I will put him on nature and take a picture. Uh, and, and he's really good for that. So I have Siege Hound. I have Classic Hound. I'm not, not buying the official hounds. They're just not as photogenic as this one. This one seems like he's going to be really photogenic. Uh, so yeah. Did, did you get any toys? Am I getting all the toys? 
no, I, I got um. Well, I've I've ordered uh, more Seacons, which haven't shipped yet, but I did get Nightbird. Because Ooh, you did Nightbird. Get her. Spe- speaking of that mold, <laughs> yeah, the 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 was it the chromium mold is not that great, but it's it's a Nightbird at, at reasonable prices without having to import the Japanese one, which was like. You know, work that I wanted to a, pay when it came out. It's a perfectly good robot mode. I'll give it that. Yeah, it's a perfectly good robot mode. Yeah, and uh, then so. she transforms into a black, weird shaped brick mm-hmm. with wheels. With, with wheels. Cool. Well, it's a robot mode, that's, and that's where she's going to spend most of her time anyway. That's where she lives now. Uh, my my toys will be spending more time on shelves once I have moved and have more shelves. Uh, also, I the the pile of loot that I was calling in was uh, with with Nendoroid Loki from the, the MCU. So thumbs up there. Not a transformer, but still. I mean, he's a shape changer, so that kind of counts. So comics. I forget. Did we decide we were going to talk about Death's Head first or? The ongoing first. Uh, we can talk about Death's Head first. Talk about Death's Head first. So again, Death's Head is Transformers adjacent uh, in ways that I have described previously. Uh, if you were not around for previous episodes, uh, but you do not know why tra- why Death's Head is Transformers adjacent, uh, Wikipedia can explain it. Uh, I I continue to like this series. Uh, I think it's yeah. really cool that you know we've I. I admit that I think it's, I like that it's basically like bringing in these Young Avengers characters as the supporting cast because I like the Young Avengers characters to begin with. Uh, also, mm. yes, the, the best goth slash jock boyfriend pair <laughs> uh, in, in Wiccan and Hulkling. Uh, we get mm. some good Kate Bishop and then they're hanging out with Death's Head, which is super cool. Uh, and so yeah, the new Death's Head, and it, it's I. There were a few pages or bits of this that they felt like the art felt a little rushed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like Kazama is still know. good, but there there was like a couple action scenes that were just like that could have used a bit more work. Yeah, I don't know if they have her on a different schedule or if she's just got mm. a lot going on with her her schedule or or what. But yeah, the art. Could use a little polish, but it's still, you know, it's still better than some artists we can mention. Uh, uh, yeah. Just, yes, welcome to the Casting Shade on Livio Raymondelli podcast. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I was curious, uh, because it occurred to me, uh, because we, we get, uh, Dr. Evelyn Necker's horrifying, grotesque laboratory of failed experiments. Uh, and With uh, cameos was... from other uh, Marvel characters, like there's um, Warlock's head and an Iron Man helmet, a Death's Head 2 helm head, and I think yes. maybe um, Iron Man 2020 shoulders. That would make sense, gears. because she is from the far-flung future of 2020. <laughs> <laughs> I I did have a brief moment of uh, extra nerdery because so he's V because he's Death's Head five and I was thinking yeah. so does that mean so we're three and four oh my god we're three and four death metal and death wreck 
but as it turns <laughs> out, no. Three and four were not death metal and death wreck. Do you need me to describe death wreck for you? <laughs> I, no, I no. just want to point if out. If people really care, they can look up death wreck and, and be saddened by the results. <laughs> No, I'm I'm going to read the entire the entire Wikipedia entry on him because that's what I read to you oh. earlier and that's how long it was. <laughs> that's how long the entire note on him was. Death Wreck was created by Craig Houston and Stuart Staz Johnson. He first appeared in Death Wreck number one, January nineteen ninety four, which as a side note I would like to point out that I bought at the comic shop when it came out. <laughs> Deathwreck is a cyborg, a prototype built by AIM scientist Dr. Evelyn Necker in the far-flung future of 2018 as part of the Minion Project. Minion being uh, Death's Head 2. Constructed at short notice and considered entirely expendable, Deathwreck contains the, quote, brain of a wino housed within a body powered by a car engine. (laughs) So... No, that's sad. Death metal is, uh, has, God, I don't know if I want to say that's a worse or better name because it's kind of terrible, but I feel like it's terrible in a way that goes, that, that comes out the other side to being like, again, also, I bought his comic entirely on this, on, in the comic shop as it was coming out. Because there was something wrong with me. Uh, Because I had picked up that Death's Head was tied into Transformers, and so therefore I cared about it. Uh, But uh, as it turns out, there was, and I had completely forgotten at some point, there was a, uh, well, when I say at some point, I mean in 2005, uh, there was a Death's Head 3, so who was neither death metal nor death wreck so i guess four is neither death metal or three and four are not them uh three is that three who i'm i don't know i probably don't have that comic anymore because anything anything new enough to be printed on shiny paper got sold to the used bookstore uh and anyway that's what we're going to we will see at the end of this issue yeah it's in yes Yes, uh, the the hulking remains of Death Said Four are in this one, uh, so that's why V is five, and I, I like him. He's it took me a little warming up to him because for one thing, it's been so long since I really got into any of the Death Said stuff. I had forgotten how much of his story had become about all these upgrades and iterations. Uh, because the original stuff isn't really about any of that at all, but it it really did become about that stuff. So, uh, you know, making that the story, I like it. I'm I'm continuing to enjoy it. I'm kind of sad there's only one issue left. I kind of hope that any of this ever shows up again. Well, I say that, but Death's Head has been showing up, and I guess as long as Kieran Gillen is writing for Marvel. Death said will continue showing up somewhere. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, other comics. Uh, so what did you think of uh, ongoing uh, number twelve? Um, I uh, well, okay. Uh, 
First, we have an intro listing. I say like, that like it's a loaded question. Some aliens, and it, it's written very cryptically and confusingly, but it does mention Voin, and we don't get any real answers. But the artwork well, is at least way it's better because it's by it's written in setting. Sarah Petrie de Rocher. Yes, there's that. So, it's it's written in setting, but to, to a point that like it it feels like it's the most cryptic. Like first paragraph of an RPG describing an alien race as a selectable <laughs> character race, and it gives you I no suppose. useful information at all, really. Yeah, it's well, okay, I'll allow it. Well, okay, it, it does I, give us okay, a small light gonna... bit that like the Avons were killed by the Thrall, but the Thrall it, it's set up badly. I will just say that I it, it, it I actually, did not help my reading experience. I actually really liked this issue, so I'll just put that out. There. Well, I liked the issue because of Sarah Patrick de Rocher, and it was also a self-contained story. It looked good. Right. There was a lot of talking. It was easy to follow what was going on. It began and it finished its little story about Nautica investigating alien ambassadors and nonsense. Yeah, I think a lot of it is just that having a story, I, I think the problem with the ongoing has mostly been that it's trying to tell this huge meta plot when that doesn't seem to be his story writing strength. Uh, this was a small story about a few characters. And so it, it felt, I felt like the pace was what it should be for this kind of story about a couple characters. It's when he tries to write the big story and it's still at that kind of pace where it takes forever to happen. Then it's not so great. Uh, I had been a little concerned about having Nautica as a diplomat, but I feel like it really worked out because she's more at that, like she's more at the high level where it's more about like figuring things out with their the patterns of the behavior of these different cultures, more about studying the cultures and less about like being social, uh, which yeah. you know is not meant to be one of her strengths. Uh, well, uh, so wait, don't, don't they call her Xeno relations or some? Yeah. So, so, it's, so yeah. as opposed to being like in the past, she was just an engineer with weird social disorders now she's sort of a alien biology studier with weird social disorders well less more weird. of alien culture and you know the oh, biology oh, yeah. of it oh, Zeno fits into the culture anthropologist but. i guess would be the right term something like that. yeah so i mean basically as as someone who cares about nautica as a character i was concerned but i i feel like he told a pretty good story with her uh, and I'm going to try to nudge my fellow Nautica fan into reading this issue. And yeah, yeah, I th I think it was a it good. Was, it was a, it was it was a fine Nautica issue. It it felt like the old series in that, like the art was an artist we were used to and really good. And mm -hmm. the story was well, not exactly like old stuff, but it was close enough to like could have been an uh, Optimus Prime issue or whatever. Maybe yeah. not as much more there... than the CI. It was more politics involved. And I, I did like the detail, uh, of course, just, just going on about Hound. Uh, I like the detail about how, uh, the Thrall had, like, wiped out all of the, you know, 
wiped out all of the life, all the organic life on this other race's planet. And so therefore Hound was not gonna deal with them. Like, you could not trust him <laughs> oh, to be impartial about them because did, they had wiped out all part. their nature. <laughs> oh, I, I, I appreciated that. He was like, all hells no. <laughs> I'm just gonna say that all, all podcast. Uh, so yeah, I, I liked it. I thought this one really worked. Uh, I'd like to see more of this sort of stuff, though. I guess it's harder to tell. See, I guess the reason why More Than Meets the Eye and Lost Light were allowed to work is that you had other people. You had John Barber and Margaret Scott and other people off writing what was happening with everyone else so you could have this goofy side story. If this is the main book, it can't be a goofy side story. Uh, and I feel like he yeah. might, you know, maybe his strength is more in this sort of story. So tell me about Livio Raymondelli. <laughs> okay, Transformers Galaxies. I, I actually said I didn't want this comic when, when my comic book shop asked, but it did show up in my box anyway, and I figured, fuck it, it's the first issue, I'll take that, and, and just to see how it is, plus we would have read it like digital file anyway. Yeah. It's Livio Raymondelli art. It's slightly better there's some scenes that actually take place in the daylight in this and, <laughs> oh and my goodness like yellow light there's mo there's some problems because it keeps cl flipping back between then and now no specific dates just then and now and then and now which at least it's uh... labeled so you can follow it but flipping through it it, it seems disjointed and out of time this is what happens when you let some new media asshole write your comics. But, but, th this social media asshole actually, I think, kind of wrote a good issue. Good. I, I was kind of glossing over the Raymond Deli art, as I usually do, because it's the least important part of a comic when he's on the art duties. But his art mm -hmm. was okay for him. For me, anyway. But the the, the story, like yeah. I was getting like the Constructicons voices in my head. Okay, admittedly, the G, li, thinking of the G one voices did help the story, but they did seem to each mm -hmm. have their own personality, their standard personalities. It did. It was the good start of a story. Actually, I was kind of surprised. I did, also just I as as a side note, because I know it's arc. about the Constructicons. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I know it's about the Constructicons. One of the Constructicons, and I can't remember which one off the top of my head, his G1 voice just sounds like grump, uh, sounds like Papa Smurf, like angry Papa Smurf, because he's Don Messick. So, I just, <laughs> I just talking remember. about hearing the G1 voices. Sorry. Anyway, one of them is weird, and one of them's got like a Bing Crosby voice, and their scrapper's just all growly. Um, yes. Or scavenger, whatever. I always confuse the two of them because they're too close. Anyway, it's a good first issue. It would have been good. better if it was somebody else on art duties, but I kind of did like, like the story. Literally I'm, I'm anyone else. Surprised and annoyed in a way that it was okay. As much as it's <laughs> well, spoiler at the end, it teases. Uh, oh, the the Insecticons are going to be here next because. <gasps> the the Constructicons found the Enigma of Combination. They combined into Devastator. He was good. For some reason, they've been sent off to some little planetoid to start a 
Energon mining facility, and they're not allowed to come back to Earth or Cybertron yet. Not Earth. And they want to go back, and, and it's just it's an interesting start to a story. I liked Good. it. I'm dang, I'm, I'm pissed. I I liked it. Did not love, but it, it was it was better than the first issue of the ongoing. Yeah. <laughs> Good. I I will not grimace when it shows up on my pull pile when I go to the comic shop yeah. tomorrow. Uh, uh, so, speaking yeah, of other uh, comics you didn't read, uh, Transformers uh, Ghostbusters issue four. Um, yeah. There's a lot of words. Uh-huh. There's a lot of comic. Is, it's, really? It's not that it's bad. It's just that it again feels like this, which is apparently going to be a five issue series, could have easily been three or even two issues. But it just like the pace of it is slow. It it feels like someone turned like an an old um real Ghostbusters cartoon episode, stuck the Transformers into it, and then stretched out that twenty three minute episode to like an hour length took that script and made it a comic book. It's not that it's bad. It just feels bloated. Yeah. Like it feels like the Transformers. It feels like uh, the real Ghostbusters. Optimus Prime makes a joke about that. The 4 million year old war started because he stepped on his friend who transformed into a gun. Yeah. That's a joke. (laughs) It's just like it. It's written really well. It's drawn really well. It just... The story doesn't lend itself to being drug out this long. Yeah. Well, I will it's find fine. that out it's soon. It's good. It'll make a good trade, probably. It just... It's it's a little long. Like, um, the Transformers went the Star Trek one. Uh-huh. That was five issues of fun. That, that was on the same level, but things were moving at a much quicker pace and ended up with them turning the, uh, the USS Enterprise into a Fortress Maximus Transformer headmastered by Captain Kirk. Mm-hmm. Like, that was delightfully <laughs> ridiculous. Yes. This is a step below that. Ah, uh, well, I will find out soon. So yeah, that that is it. That is all of our comics. And all of our toys and all of our news. Well, all of our tangential things. There's one other comic we could have read, but we didn't have time. No. We we'll talk about Starcadia Quest soon. Hopefully I will have some hopefully I will have some Starcadia Quest waiting for me. Uh, but yeah, we will save that for a future date. Uh, for now, we will call it a night. Uh, this has been Jen. And I'm David.
Icon Underground Radio is hosted by IaconUnderground.net. We are listener-supported through Patreon, where you can help us cover the cost of running this show and our other podcast, Stasis Pod, at patreon.com slash IaconUnderground. We are on Twitter at IaconUG, Tumblr at IaconUnderground.tumblr.com, and Facebook at Facebook.com slash IaconUnderground. 